the week 11 contest bombs and Thursday night football edition of bottom line bombs on the sports game podcast network is brought to you by bet 365 bet 365 is offering new users a thousand dollar risk-free bet sign up today at sports podcast.com backslash bets 365 brought to you by hall of fame bets sports betting research parlay former parlays player props and game lines download the hall of fame bets app or visit hofbets.com use code SGPN to get 50 off and your first month start making smarter bets today we're also brought to you by game time game time is last minute tickets lowest prices guaranteed use promo code cfbx for 20 dollars off your first purchase and in honor of veterans day everything from the merch store is 10 percent off with the promo code vets v-e-t-s all proceeds from this sale will be donated to Mission 22, a nonprofit serving those who have served. Probably should say that. And with that, let's do the theme song. Yes, welcome to the bottom line, Bobs. <laughs> I'm your host, CJ Sullivan, the man in the box. Yeah, sorry. I gave you the visual scary bomb noise there. It came from, uh, oh, I got to start the stopwatch there, start the show. Uh, that's what happens when I don't have the soundboard. I've, I have other, I have my mobile sounds. I haven't, and I forgot I stopped the terrifying bomb, but it's all right. Welcome. Uh, this is part of a long C block here on Thursday. Glad for people coming and just saw me on the prop show with Sean and Kramer with a lot of ladder talk. It should be called the ladder show. A lot of ladder chatter. If you're watching on YouTube, you can still see the strone about ladders throwing around. So it looks like they, it looks like we stormed the castle, and this is the aftermath. Just the ladders strewn about. Fail now. We're just lying around, and the ladders falling to the ground. Um. Anyway, and then did a college show, of course, with Dundee. So we're a little late. It's three thirty Pacific. Which means Thursday Night Football starting soon. So I'll get to that bomb real quick for everyone watching live. And welcome to did come over from the prop show on Sports Game Podcast Network to listen to me. On today's show, I'll do Thursday Night Football bombs. And then I'll tell I'll give out five bombs for the contest. We went five and zero last week. Well, we gave out three and two. Five and zero the week before. Went four and one four. Okay. Uh so we started off the quarterly, but what I inserted went five and zero. So this is a big week. Because the quarterly just started last week. So we started off five and out. only 100 people did that out of the 1,000, 6,000 people into the contest. Um, I also give out a survivor pick, even though we lost our survivor last week, along with many others with Cincinnati. Oh, well. And, of course, I'll do a man in a box segment. Got a couple to get into, too. Uh, we already got Derek Graff here. What's up, Derek? He says he loves the DeVito family. You must at least look at my thumbnail. Picture of him and his friend and Mommy DeVito's phone. Nice. I love it. Your buddy was wearing a DeVito jersey at Illinois Senior Day. Got snap to pick. That's awesome. I love Tommy DeVito. And we're going to get into that towards the end. I'll, I've, I could, look, trust me, I could do an entire show on DeVito's and the Italians and everybody else going on there. Um, but we can't because we only have like an hour. 
Boss Domino Pick'em says bombs. Let's go bet detective. That's right. I am the bet detective. And I do give out bombs. I can't go willy-nilly with the bomb noise because I have the mobile one, and it's horrifying. This is like the Bombenheimer one I got here. But I'll give it to you just for that comment. Here comes a Bombenheimer. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's terrifying. Anyway, um, <laughs> what are we saying? All right, let's get into the show. I don't have time to mess around. I got a double coffee. Sean got me a double coffee because he knows Thursday is uh, the packed day. Well, they got... they. Bring me around like ESPN, going left and right, all the shows, in and out. Uh, tonight, we've got Baltimore minus three and a half for Cincinnati. Finally, a good game on Thursday night. Baltimore-Cincinnati. Both teams lost last week and ruined everyone's survivor, at least mine. Both had actually had two different entries, one on Baltimore, one on Cincinnati. And they were both looking ahead to this game. I, I mean... Logic would say uh, plus three and a half with Cincinnati. I don't know. I like the over in this game, even though primetime unders are the thing. I No T. Higgins for Cincinnati again, but their defense is hurt as well. We're going to go with over 46. I'm just going to go right into it. Over 46. I expect some points. So that, that, way, that way you can enjoy it. Back and forth. JC from KC is here. Welcome to Man in the Box. I just I just appointed JC from KC last show, the Chancellor of the C Generates. So welcome, C Generates. Um, couple fun props. I got three fun props for you. I got Joe Burrow, Joey Joey Broadway, over one and a half passing touchdowns. We're gonna bomb that. Oh, good God, Jesus! I'm never ready for that. He always throws. He's got uh, five straight games where he's thrown two touchdowns. One of the long streaks there is. Uh, Keaton Mitchell, the fastest guy in the draft. East Carolina Pirate, like my man Dundee said, watch out for this Keaton Mitchell. He's a hot hand. Now, the, well, the Ravens running backs, you never know who it's going to be. But when they're hot, they're hot, and then they fizzle out. So there's no need to not play Keaton Mitchell right now at over 36 and a half rushing yards. And if you look, I'll even let you go in. I'll let you go in on this. I mean, you know what? I'm going to get the big one out. You can even play a Keaton Mitchell ladder. I love a little ladder chatter. Look at this. I got the big ladder. <laughs> and then you do uh, Keaton Mitchell 70 yards. Bang, right like that. That's uh, plus 220. 90 yards plus 500. Let's do that. And then what's 100 yards? 100 yards for Keaton Mitchell. And he can get this on like three runs. Plus 750. Bang that out. Bob it. Oh, my God. I'm never going to be ready for that. That's startling. I think I lost the cat in that one. Anyway, that was ladder chatter. Man to box. Keaton Mitchell. We're also going to go with Mark Andrews over four and a half, 57 yards. Four and a half receptions, 57 and a half yards. I won't do the bomb noise there because that is becoming horrifying. Um, so I like I like a lot of points. Point is, I like a lot of points to be scored tonight. Point of order. Point this out. Mark Andrews over. Keaton Mitchell over. Joe Burrow over two touchdowns. Over 46. Over one and a half touchdowns, I mean, to make two touchdowns. Uh, like I said, but it should be a good game. Not part of the five uh, bomb contest, but it's in there. Harbaugh is going to defend his brother. What did Harbaugh? So Jim Harbaugh came out tonight, today, and accepted his uh, sentence. Ah, oh, so brave. What a, what a soldier to not be a distraction. 
And then his brother said something like, they haven't found anything on his phones or computers. That's a good sign. When your brother's talking about, they didn't find shit on my computer, on his, my brother's computer or phones. We scrubbed that. You imagine those Harbaugh's. I bet the Harbaugh's are the kind of family that think you could just bring your computer down to the lake and throw it in there and that'll, <laughs> and that'll take care of all the problems. Just smash your laptop over the highway. Yeah, that doesn't get rid of information. It makes that computer inoperable, sure. But that information is still very detectable. And I know I should know. I'm the bet detective. And I'm on this. So I imagine a lot of shit just came out that they found out on Harbaugh. The way to the investigation's over. I love when they love that. The way to the investigation's over. Michigan has zero defense, Michigan fans. They're so funny. Their one defense is look at everyone else doing crimes. The other one is, well, they didn't finish the investigation. How could you do it? There's already enough to say you, you, don't, you can't coach games. It's not even telling you can't go to practice. Well, trust me, they'll finish the investigation, and then you'll get a real sentence. That's This isn't a real sentence. You not being able to sit on the sideline as you guys beat fucking Maryland by 50 points. Anyway, that's. All saying that just because of the Harbaugh brothers. We have a saying around here. Where else would you rather be? Nowhere. Did you see that Harbaugh press conference, by the way? Not, I'm not even talking to Ravens Harbaugh. That was crazy enough. Then there's the Jim Harbaugh Michigan press conference. It wasn't even a press conference. He just has this 10-minute like propaganda speech, and Michigan reporters are lapping it up like, this is what you do, man. Um, the one where he said they're America's team. That Saying he was America's, the Michigan's America's team, because everyone rallies around it. it. That was like the fifth craziest thing he said in that thing. That's like the Will Chamberlain book. We're like, oh, he said he slept with 20,000 women. Yeah, he did. But that was like the 10th worst lie he put in there. Like the most entertaining lie. Harbaugh was f- fucking nuts. Does y'all want to shout out the Green Bay Packers? Most wins in football history. Uh, modern day high school, most wins. And Michigan Wolverines. We've we're, got we're, we're a thousand wins. He's got these crazy fucking eyes. He's just paving the way for his insanity play. Me and Judge Judy. I was on Judge Judy. I'm like, are these press? I wonder if these are his press conferences every week and now we're just paying attention because it's a national story. Because those Michigan Raiders didn't seem phased at all. Like this needed to be said. What? And how is this a press conference? Someone's asking you a question. As soon as he gets asked one question, I don't answer that. I just talk insane. JC says there's going to be a gambling scandal tied to it. I like it. Always a gambling scandal. And that's exactly what they deserve because they have no idea what to do with being in bed with all these uh, um, gamblers. But no, you know, they didn't know. Whatever. Anyway, let's uh, let me take a quick break. Um, those are the bombs over 46. We got to get going because this show is the get because get to the windows. Open up your windows. You're incognito windows. Speaking of gambling, open up your counts. Put your plays in at bet three sixty five. Bet365 is the world's favorite sports book, trusted by over 88 million players worldwide. Prop sides, totals, live betting. It's got you covered. And if you like boost, you're going to love Bet365, like a 30% profit boost in your NFL same-game parlay. Plus, they even have an early payout offer if your team goes up 17 points. They do that in the NBA because every single team in the NBA is up 17 points at one point. 
Sign up today. Choose from two bonus offers, either a $1,000 no sweat bet or bet $5, get 150 in bonus bets. Just head to sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash bet365. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com bet365 or use the sign-up link in our show bio. Problem gambling? Um, yep, you do. You have one. I say this every week. Uh, if you're listening to me, the bottom line bombs on a, on a network called a sports gambling podcast or you have a gambling problem. But not all problems need fix. But if you do, call 1-800-GAMBLER and say, do I lay the points with the Texans? That's what you say, you know? They usually not, they're usually not this big of a favorite, but they're hot. So maybe 1-800-GAMBLER can help you with that. <laughs> or you go to prize picks. That's not gambling. That's more of a contest, you know? Prize picks is like uh, where you pick the higher or lower, like the props while you watch the game. And you get two or two or more. You can do cross sports too. You can do basketball and football. You can uh, do same game. They even offer a reboot policy. So your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, the player is rebooted. Prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Wouldn't that be great? You know, let's say you take uh, Joe Burrow over one and a half passing touchdowns like I like. That's why I'm, I'm taking him higher. You know, take higher Joe Burrow over one and a half passing touchdowns. Keaton Mitchell over 36 and a half rushing yards. And now let's say uh, Joe Burrow blows out his Neo, you know, blows out a Spurrow, if you will. And uh Tragedy. For you, because you have a ticket on Joe Burrow over one and a half passing touchdowns. Like, God damn it. Boy, do I run bad. Bad luck for me that he just blew his knee out. I mean, yes, it's bad for Joe Burrow as well. This is hypothetical. I wish no injury upon Joe Burrow. But, you know, you feel a little selfish. Like, well, what about my ticket? Prize picks has got you. They'll throw in someone else. They'll throw in uh, Jeff Blake. I don't know. Whoever the hell the backup is in Cincinnati. AJ McCarron, is he still the backup there? No, he's not. Anyway, go to prizepicks.com backslash SGPN. Use code SGPN for a first deposit. Match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com backslash SGPN, code SGPN. Prizepicks Daily Fantasy Sports made easy. All right. And with that, we are back here on the bottom line. Bombs. I'm scared to hit the bomb noise. I got to save it for, uh, for good ones. Hold on, wait, this mouse is getting this mouse is getting frisky on me. See, that's a problem when I share the screen. Here we go. All right, sorry. All right, let's get into the week eleven contest bombs. Like I said, all right. So I gave them out. Uh, let me let me do a little uh, clarification real quick. Our picks that I gave out on the air last week went three and two. The week before they went five and zero. Oh. Now sometimes what happens is. The picks I give out, I bet all my picks. I, let me clarify that. Every pick I give out, I don't not bet on them. I bet on them. They're my picks. But for the contest, sometimes something happens between now, Thursday, and kickoff on Sunday. Either the line moves against us and we get a bad number, or an injury happens, like Sean Watson. Something crazy, you know. So sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll move those picks around. And I'll, I'll take one out or replace it. I call that wagering, uh, gambling with employees, 401ks, you know, 
You guys trust me with your 401ks and I gamble it. And maybe it'll work out. Maybe uh, you'll have to work for the rest of your life. Probably the latter. Speaking of ladders. Um, but the point is, uh, people want to know when that, when that happens, what happens. So I will tweet that out, obviously, if you follow me on Twitter, at CJ Sullivan underscore. And I'll post it right here on the YouTube page. So make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube page. Bottom line bombs. Man in the box here on the SGPN. CJ Sullivan, bottom line bombs. Make sure you subscribe to me on YouTube and like this uh, video, by the way. I should say that, too. If you're watching, like it. Hit the thumbs up. Um, so just to let you know, so last week they went three and two, but the, but I actually replaced two of them and put two in there, and they won, which was good. I took out the Giants because the, the line was like 16 and a half. I don't have to get into the details. The point is it's good for us because we entered 5-0. and oh, Now we're 5-0 and oh, going to the new quarter, so we want to we wanna hit these new ones. We will be playing. I'll be playing all five of these. Don't worry about it. That's not the point. Anyway, what am I doing? Let's get into the games. All right, let me get the comments up. You guys are great. I love to see Jennings. I love everyone in the chat room. Now love me back and hit the like button, for Christ's sakes, you sons of bitches. Just kidding. I don't know. I, I, I love you guys in the chat. You're all positive. In the last show, I was just doing the prop show with Sean and Ryan, and I love those guys too. But their chat room's huge, and not a lot of them don't know who I am. They're like, who the fuck's this guy? He's, he's, does she know he's mispronouncing names? And they put a typo in the thing. And I was like, you, just like you misspelled it. But, and I want to snap at people, but I'm like, I shouldn't. They're all fans. <laughs> anyway. Oh, Captain Insano. Dropping bombs with CJ. Loving you too, boo. I love it. All right. Let's get into the game. First game we're going to do, Cleveland-Pittsburgh. Speaking of which, and the Deshaun Watson injury, Cleveland-Pittsburgh is a pick em. In the circa million contest lines, and that is the numbers we will be using. Uh, th this was four. The look ahead line, whatever. A couple days ago, it was Browns minus four, and now we were all ready to play the Browns. Now it's a revenge game. Pittsburgh won the first game on Monday night. They shouldn't have. They had like two defensive touchdowns. They still look terrible. I don't know how they keep winning games, but they do. They get outscored. They allow you. Um, Moral victories. That's what we said. Pittsburgh was like, all right, are you, are you playing bad? We'll give you a moral victory. So I am worried that Pittsburgh might give Cleveland a moral victory here and make them look good, but yet still win the game. But I'll say this. The Deshaun Watson injury came out of nowhere. He had his best game of the year last week. He made a great comeback. They beat the Ravens. They were down 14 points in the fourth quarter. He rallies them, and they won in regulation. And everyone's like, yes, finally. Finally, we're getting something out of this horrible trade and contract. And Deshaun Watson's like, yeah. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't Something seems off. What do you mean it seems off? You, you, you just won the game, Deshaun. You, just, you brought us back. You threw touchdowns. You did it. What's the problem? I, 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 I'm not used to doing that. You know? I better get something checked out. And then uh, he did. And then uh, he says, yeah, I need surgery. What? What do you mean you need surgery? You looked great. Yep, a little too great, if you ask me. Something was up. So everyone's like, oh, he man, because he has an insanely guaranteed contract where it's like all his money's guaranteed. Like, he's got his money. Now he's getting surgery. Well, I don't buy that. I, I, I believe Watson wants to play. But they did release a weird statement. It was like, ah, 
Deshaun Watson wanted to play through injury, but a doctor said, if you, if you get hit in the wrong spot, you might die. You might combust. Like, it didn't sound like anything a doctor would say. Please, Deshaun, think of your children. Think of all the masseuses in the, in the Cleveland, great Cleveland area. He's going to hit the training tables after this. Nothing. Last thing a Cleveland masseuse wants to hear is a Deshaun Watson session is coming to town. Anyway, um, so now the Browns fans are the Browns fans, and uh, they need a backup. They have a backup quarterback. They are shockingly starting Dorian Thomas Robinson instead of PJ Walker. People are going crazy about that because PJ Walker did seem at least like a veteran official, but PJ Walker stinks too. I actually don't mind playing Dorian Thomas Robinson. Who gives a shit? Um, but uh, yes, he looked bad in that Baltimore game. But that game, he was just tossed in there like right beforehand, and he go and he went uh, <laughs> and he went. Um, you know, he got he got ripped. He was great in the preseason. So he was so great in the preseason that the Browns traded Joshua Dobbs, their backup, to to Arizona, who did great there. A little too good, so Arizona traded him to Minnesota, and now now he's lighting up the league for Minnesota. And they actually even had a chance to trade back for him. The Browns have no backup quarterback, and they had the best backup quarterback. They traded him because they were fooled by a preseason Dorian Thomas Robinson. E. Arbo, welcome to the chat. What happened, man? Traffic? No. E. Arbo. I've been in the studio for five hours now. It's a C block, but we had to do the prop show beforehand, and they messed it up, and that went long. And No, I've been here. Trust me, it's the other show. It's a traffic full of shows is what it is. But we're here now. Anyway, uh, I think Dorian Thomas Robinson is going to have a good game. He's going to rally around that Michigan bullshit. You know, the players going like, oh, bet. Because they think Jim Harbaugh was in a car crash or something. Oh, Jim, if you can hear us, all the Michigan players are rallying for you. We got the best university, the best chancellor, the best aquarium. So I think the line adjustment's a bit too much. They took a four point, so it's a pick em. They can still run the ball. Pittsburgh can't stop the run. They are going to need a backup quarterback, Cleveland. The fans are uh, fans are being fans. Every time a quarterback gets hurt, they're like, Tom, call, give Tom Brady a call. The Browns need Tom Brady. He'll want to come here. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Tom Brady? At whatever mountaintop mansion he's living on some fucking island, getting a phone call and it's the Cleveland Browns helmet coming through. Phone call from the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I'm going to put that on red. Ignore this one. That one's going straight to voicemail. Tom Brady's not picking up the phone when it says Cleveland Browns on the other side. Hey, Tom. You want to uh, live in Cleveland for the rest of this year here? Maybe we got a good defense and uh, we don't have supermodels per se. Uh, let's see. We do have, um, we got some good Ohio gals out here. You know, you might find someone. You're a divorce man. We got a lot of divorce men here by the lake. You know, they can show you around. You go down to the strip district or wherever the fuck that district is down there. Uh, the flats. That's what it is. The flats in Cleveland. Yeah, go down to the flats, Tom. You'll you'll love it. Yeah, we got a good run game. Tom Brady doesn't give a fuck about your defense or your run game. He doesn't want to live in Cleveland, even for a weekend. Anytime they would play there, he would helicopter the hell out as soon as the game was over. 
So they're like, all right, all right. That was just a shot. Always, you know, we shot our shot. We're the Browns fans. And they're like, all right, how about Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco? Matt Ryan? They just look at TV. Anyone that's on TV. Phil Rivers is my favorite. Phil Rivers. He's got nine kids. He doesn't want to be home. He can't possibly want to be home with those kids. People can't fathom when they want to be home with their families. Yeah, you don't want to be home with your family. Cleveland Brown fan. Coming back from the fucking plant. Making 38K a year. But but Philip Rivers is doing just fine. He's got 50 acres. Maybe he does. I don't know. Anyway. My buddy Sean Flannery, who I host, uh, who's from Cleveland, and I host another podcast with him called The Blackout Diaries. It's a drinking podcast, drinking storytelling podcast, I should say. Uh, if you like comedy, check that one out. He says he loves it. He told me, he's like, all these ridiculous quarterback names come up. No, no one wants to sincerely ask for Kaepernick, who's actually young and wants to play football, but no one ever brings him up. I mean, they do, but they say, well, I can't cover, but yeah, well, I know, but he's no Joe Flacco. And he's under 30 years old. Is he? Or he's in his 30s, whatever he is. Not that I think Kaepernick would solve the problem. Something. They can do anything, though, than Dorian Thomas Robinson and P.J. Walker. That being said, revenge game. They're going to they're gonna rally around. I think the line adjusted way too much for a um, backup quarterback being in there, even though what, you know what? Cause we can't get that image of Dorian Thomas Robinson from his first game out of our heads, but I, I am. That's what football is all about. Kind of like Aiden O'Connell. He was great for the Raiders. He was great in the preseason. Then he had his first game and he was awful. And he came back a little later and uh, it was not bad. So let's make that bet. Michigan fans go blue for Jim Harbaugh. DTR Cleveland Browns. Pick them. Vomit. Heads up. Good God. It's like a shotgun to the chest, that bomb. Disgusting. Whew. All right. That's one. That's one pick for today. We're going to do another divisional revenge game, and that is Buffalo versus the Jets. Line is seven. Game's in Buffalo. Buffalo lost that opener to the Jets somehow. Some When the Jets just win these miracle games. It's starting to go the other way for him now. Thank God. I'm so sick of these fucking Jets. Now, the Bills look bad. Not going to lie. Not going to sugarcoat that. Josh Allen, particularly. He's reckless with the ball. I love when I love uh, all these people that pumped Josh Allen up. ESPN, all these talking heads. They're the ones who did this shit. And now they want to tear him down. And they can't. And they, so they start making up things. Like that, that game in Kansas City ruined him. He plays hero ball. Every ball he's trying to threat, you know, trying to do these miracle passes. Like sh- all the things you said he was great at. Maybe Ken Dorsey was the problem. He was a scapegoat fire. And they fired the offensive coordinator, escape, uh, Ken Dorsey. Josh Allen says he took it personal. Yeah, probably because you pulled the trigger on it, Josh. What are you, are you trying to make, say we didn't run it by you? <laughs> yeah, no, they did scapegoat Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey's a good guy. One of the best humans they ever say. Great. Now, they will calm him down. It's not going to be open. So I think Josh Allen will do a little more play action. And they don't have to get much. They don't have to get 21, 24 points. That's it. Because the Jets won't get anything. Even though the Bills defense is bad. People don't mention Lamar Jackson turning the ball over in the fourth quarter as much as they do Josh Allen, but hey, I'm not here to say that. 
ERBO says the fucking Jets and the fucking Mets. Nothing worse. I know. The Jets and the Mets, and we can't get rid of them. At least this one, this one's a later game, too. My God. Even if it's not a prime time, it's still an afternoon game. And we have to watch where there's only two or three games. Two or three games. Um, but this is a divisional revenge game. People are really low on the Bills. They act like they're not going to make, they might not make the playoffs. They're plus 200 to make the playoffs. But they're, I mean, they, come on. They're not worse than the Raiders, for God's sakes, who just beat the Jets. Back-to-back road games, and it's a hangover game from Vegas. Anytime, any teams that play in Vegas, especially at night, and you got that short week off of Monday night, oh, there's nothing worse than going back to work after a weekend in Vegas. That flight back from Vegas, oh, my God. Fireman Ed in there, hungover. He just lost on Monday night. You want that, you're, you're, you're broke. You see the New York, New York casino. Fireman Ed convinces the pilot to take it into the tr- World Trade Center. Let's recreate 9-11 and take this plane down. I don't want to go back to work. <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything about Fireman Ed. Good guy. Not saying he should have died or not, but I'm just saying it's tough to get back to work after the weekend of Vegas. Look at the Giants. After they lost to Vegas, of course, there's the Giants. Then they got crushed by Dallas. That was a Tommy DeVito. Lane Elliott says, CJ, what's up, man? A lot of people come, still coming in late here. So we're going to go with the Vegas hangover. Nothing worse than going back. And then when you go back to work from Vegas, when you go back in, you still, you still need a couple days to adjust just because of the culture. You think every woman's working, quote unquote, you know what I mean? Like, oh, look at her. She's smiling. She must be a prostitute. Jesus. No, it's not. She's just, she works at Starbucks. What are you talking about? Wow. Wow. Can't be sure with these women. They're all whores. No, you're, you're back in Maple Shade, New Jersey. They're not, everyone's not a working girl. Point is, Buffalo scapegoated right. Firing of Ken Dorsey, Josh Allen, as they make they make up reasons of why he's bad now, because he's reckless with the ball. Whatever, start it over. Like it, it, it's kind of like every I compare it to like um, every Olympics. We don't know what to do with swimmers, like when Michael Phelps. So there's always articles on like why they're good at swimming. Like, oh, they have the lungs of a dolphin, or they have 45 ribs. They eat 10,000 calories. Like, what are you talking about? Just admit you don't know what fucking swimming is about. Anyway, point is, point is, we're gonna take Buffalo on a discount here, minus seven versus yes, a good Jets defense. But just a horrendous, horrendous offense. I mean, if Buffalo gets to 21, they got this. Buffalo minus seven. Hold your ears, C-Generates, because here comes the bomb. Good God. Every shot is like shrapnel into the heart. I apologize, but like I said, I don't have the regular soundboard here or the mobile soundboard. I should change that noise, but I kind of like it. I kind of like how horrifying it is. Okay. Where were we? We gave out two bottles. We gave Cleveland Pickham, Buffalo minus seven. Now we're going to do another one. I'll do this real quickly. Chargers Packers. Chargers minus three. Seems like a small number. Chargers just lost to Detroit in a shootout. They looked great. Herbert looks great. 
They won at the Jets. They won on the road. Used to be, th- used to be, you played the Chargers a dog. You fade them as a favorite. This is a small favorite. But they were a small favorite versus the Jets in the cover. These Packers stink. And this is the theme I'm doing. This is a tough week as games, I believe. So I'm just going to try to do good quarterbacks versus bad quarterbacks. There's so many bad quarterbacks. There's so many few good quarterbacks. Now, I know we did Dorian Thomas Robinson, but we're also fading Kenny Pickett. So it kind of plays. Uh, but Josh Allen versus Zach Wilson. Justin Herbert versus Jordan Love. This is the kind of thing I'm looking for. I don't even. This is a weird game. Just Chargers at Green Bay just doesn't make sense. Has this game ever happened before? It feels like it's like a home and home, like a college contract. Like Wisconsin and Hawaii, we'll play at your home and then we'll play at our home next year. Because they came out and they played in LA last year. It was fun. This is kind of home and home where LA is like, yeah, you know what? We're good. We don't need to go see your home in Green Bay. If you want to come back out here, you're fine. But they're like, come on, come visit us. Oh, fucking right. So they have to do it, you know? Like the holidays. You want everyone to come to your to the good place where you're at. But like, oh, fine, we got to go to Aunt Carol's. Aunt Carol's in Green Bay. So we're going to do Chargers minus three as they suffer through the pre-Thanksgiving. <laughs> The pre-Thanksgiving in Green Bay and the awful, horrendous Packers. Chargers minus three. Here comes the shotgun blast. Hold your ears, see generates Bang! <laughs> Jesus. Um, so that's Chargers minus three. Buffalo minus seven. Cleveland pick them. Now, don't let me tell you about game time, and then we'll come back with two more other bombs and a survivor pick. Uh, what, if, what if you wanted to go to that game in Lambeau or Lambeau Field, as Randy Moss put it? And he gets stressed out. You have to buy tickets. Then you have to go to Facebook Marketplace and go to Aunt Carol's and have her deal with the transaction fees. That's why you go to Game Time. It's your it's your place for last minute ticket deals. The closer it comes to Game Time, the cheaper to get the tickets. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time is deals and tickets right up to the date of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on football, basketball, baseball, all the all the balls. Snag the tickets without the stress. Game time app. Download the app. Create the account. Use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code CFBX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute ticket deals. Lowest price. Guarantee. Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger and better by smarting the NFL season with Hall of Fame bets. Sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, soccer bet with historical stats and data. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets. To craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays, download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. And we're back on the bottom line. Bombs. I am your host, CJ Sullivan. Welcome back. That's it for the ad reads. Now, I just thank everyone watching on YouTube. There are plenty of you out there. Don't forget to hit the like button. Smash it. Smoosh it. Thumbs up it. Helps the algorithm. Helps everything. Subscribe to all the new. Do the five-star. Do the reviews. Help out. I don't ask anything else of you. It's not like a charge for these bombs. I went 5-0, and 10-0 oh, oh last two weeks if you follow the Twitter account. Um, 
Game time app. I used a game time app to go to UCLA game and had a little snafu with them, and I dealt with their people, and uh, they took care of me. They made things right. Now, granted, maybe they're a little scared of the C-Generates coming after them. We know you're you're fiercer than Swifties. If I unleash the C-Generates, they didn't want any parts of that. They didn't want that smoke from the box. So I will give a shout-out to Game Time. They made it right. Thank you. You know, I went back. Anyway. All right. Let's get on. We gave out three bombs. We got two more to go. And then we'll give out a survivor pick and then a man in a box segment. And then we'll um, get the hell out of here and get ready for Thursday night football. Uh, next game is E. Arbo does have a question before I get into the game. He goes, what are our thoughts on the fire Chip Kelly nonsense? Uh, well, I just did a college experience show with Kobe Dundee, and I did say that. And uh, they're talking about him firing Chip Kelly after the USC-UCLA game, which is uh, ridiculous. Who are you going to replace him with? I mean, who does UCLA think they are? You don't put your money into football. This is, Chip Kelly's as good as you're going to get. He's not the problem. Is a transition year anyway. That being said, unless you can replace him with Coach Prime, then you don't do it. Coach Prime in L.A. would be amazing. Would it be probably worse? Who cares? It'd be fun. And that's what UCLA and L.A. is all about is fun. They just uh, solved the uh, the jewelry theft thing. The bet detective was on that for high school kids, although I think Dion still did it. Anyway, I need to move on. ERO, but yes, I, it is crazy to fire Chip Kelly. I believe that. Although Dion here would be amazing. That's the only thing, that's the only way I'd be for it is that we can replace with Coach Prime, his press conference. His press conferences are so funny. They fired their offensive coordinator. Dion fired his offensive coordinator, who's a great coach. Probably the reason, the only reason why they were doing good, and replaced him with Pat Shermer, a TV personality. And anytime they brought it up, because that was that was the ultimate scapegoat firing. Dion be like, "What? What are you talking about? That I'm past that. What are you, what are you talking about? I'm past that? It was yesterday. I know. I'm trying to raise these kids, man. They don't want to hear that's adult problems. And I've been through two divorces, so trust me, I know." I was like, "What the fuck does that mean? Exactly. I love Dion. Gotta love Coach Prime. Anyway, um, all right. This is the next big line. I don't like we're doing a lot of favorites. There's some dog." There's a lot of big dogs, a lot of big favorites. It's tough to get behind any of them, but we're going to stick with the good quarterback, bad quarterback situation. And this is Miami versus the Raiders. Now, the Raiders have been riding high since they fired Josh McDaniels. They had Antonio Pierce coach. They beat the New York, they beat the New York teams at home, Giants and the Jets, two of the worst teams in football, two of the loudest teams in football, loudest fan bases. And it's been hilarious. Every Antonio Pierce story you hear is, is great because it's holding a positive spin because they like him and they hated Josh McDaniels. They're lighting cigars. They're loving it. And they're like, oh, man, like I said, Antonio Pierce had the practice squad on the sideline. Can you believe that? What a guy. We love him. Meanwhile, if McDaniels did that, I'd be like, motherfucker, this asshole made the practice squad show up on a Sunday to work. Can you believe he called him in the office to work on a Sunday? But that's not the way it is. Reality is about to come for these Raiders. Their game plan is just good vibes, which is uh, not <laughs> advisable in the NFL, especially when you're going against Miami, who's just had a bye week, and this is what Miami does. They beat up on bad teams. They're bullies. Good teams, eh? 
so much. But bad teams, they can they can slaughter that. They like whipping up on them. And they're going to be healthy. They're getting the acne back or a cane, or however you pronounce his name. I did not pronounce his name correctly. Waddle is fully healthy. And they just don't know how to slow down. And the Raiders, they have a brand new play caller who's never called plays. They got Antonio Pierce, who's talking about NWA hats. And Aiden O'Connell, a rookie quarterback, who's just, you know, throws up these balls that somehow got there. I don't understand how it worked. It barely worked. Last week, they tried to lose that game, but the Jets were like, yeah, we're not interested in winning this game. What do you got to do to do that? Score? Yeah, we're not going to score. A-Chan, it's pronounced. Thank you, Captain Sato. He's great. He's fast. Everyone's fast on Miami. And you go down there in South Beach, this is, uh, is going to be something. McDaniels, I read some huge piece on him in the Washington Post. It's so funny how... Mike McDaniel's the coach of Miami. Everyone loves him. Hipsters love him. They, they advance. They love because he's. I, don't know, I always say he looks like the rapper Logic. But he talks about his parents love them. He doesn't yell. I don't believe it. I think something's something's definitely up with McDaniel's. I'm not saying he has bodies hidden in the basement, uh, but he's definitely got some secrets. I know he's in recovery and also. Which is fine. He has that. He has that recovery energy to him for sure. I'm sober. I stopped drinking over three years ago, but I'm not in in recovery, as they say. I'm not. I'm not doing it the right way. People in AA will tell you because in, in the right way is doing it their way and their way only. <laughs> anyway, the Raiders are going to find out that you actually need a game plan to beat an NFL team, which the Giants and Jets are not. So 13 and a half is a huge number. Usually we auto it's an auto play for the dog there, but this just seems like a blow. The problem with Miami is they don't know how to slow the game down. Like once they're up 21, they're going to go up 28. Then they're going to go up 35 because they don't have any slow speed. They just it's just full sprint the entire time. Everyone thought the come down was going to be last week because it's the Jets. Now it's this week. Miami minus 13 and a half vomit. Finally, our last game, another favorite, another divisional game. Um, yeah, this is pretty gross having all these favorites. But what can you do? Here's the thing. Here's with the dogs. I didn't want to play Tampa Bay. I don't also don't want to play San Francisco. Um, the Bears, people like the Bears with Detroit getting points. I just can't do it because these quarterbacks are so bad. E. Arbo says they historically fall apart when it gets cold. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, luckily it's still in Miami. It's not going to get cold. Um, Eric Turman says the right way to get sober in AA is crazy powerful prescription drugs. I know. That's the thing with AA. Like, oh, but a doctor gave it to me. Yeah. A doctor gave people all these drugs. It's called opiates. The Americans hooked on opiates because the doctors prescribed it. And they get paid to do it. And also, this is what people don't, addicts don't understand what I say. Yeah, but a doctor prescribed it, so it's fine. Yeah, but the way you got that prescription, by lying to them like an addict does. So, anyway. That's just fun addiction talk that I like to talk about sometimes. But first, let's talk about Jacksonville, Tennessee. The first time these guys are playing. Now, the Will Levis honeymoon is over. That first game, he threw four touchdowns is great. Now, not so much. And this is the third straight road game for Tennessee. 
They scored six points last week at Tampa Bay. Now, do I expect that? No, I think they'll be more, definitely more competitive, but they didn't score a touchdown and that's not good. Jacksonville got crushed at home off a bye. They were hot as can be. Then they had to buy and then say ran to a San Fran buzzsaw. So I think that woke them up. And um, I just don't think Tennessee will have enough. I like Jacksonville in, uh, in Jacksonville, in Duval County, the one of the worst counties um, minus seven. I don't exactly like that, but we're going to have to do it anyway. Jacksonville minus seven. Against the Tennessee Titans. Sorry, I have to hurry up. Good God, I got shot in the heart. I'm dying. I'm fucking dying over here. That used to be my only impression I could do was um, Mr. Orange and uh, Reservoir Dogs. The opening scene. What's that actor's name? The British guy, whatever the fuck his name is. I wanted to say Eric Idle, but it's not, obviously. He's very good. He was part of that. Uh... Tim Roth. That's what it is. Tim Roth is his name. But that opening scene when he's shot and he's bleeding and he's in the backseat of the car and, you know. Good God, like that is fucking dying. I'm fucking dying over here. Take me to the hospital. Fuck you. Fuck, I'm fucking dying shot. You're gonna be okay. Say the goddamn words. You're gonna be okay. Tim Roth, thank you very much. I got it late. Um, anyway, that's that for that. So those are the five bombs. Jacksonville minus seven, Miami 13 and a half, Chargers minus three, Buffalo minus seven, Cleveland pick them. Those are five. Let's go five and oh. Let's ship this quarterly. If here's the thing, all we have to do is not lose again for the next three weeks, and we're gonna win hundred thousand dollars. How's that sound, C Generates? That's the quarter prize. Top ten movie of all time, says ER, bro. A good good old fashioned heist movie that we never even see the heist. They see it in the flashbacks a little bit. Every college, when I went to college, every fucking dude had like a Reservoir Dog poster in their dorm room, like Mr. White and two guns facing you and shit. Like, Jesus Christ, slow it down. Anyway, let's get into the survivor pool. Like I said, we lost last week, but let's say you're still in it, in a circa. Uh, I think Washington's a solid play over the Giants, as much as I hate to say it. My guy, Tommy DeVito. I think this is his final. I think this is the final whack for Tommy DeVito. This is the last time we get to see him. He's starting again for the Giants. My guy, Tommy, Tommy DeVito, and the spicy meat, and the taste of the meatball, and the marinara. And he's named after Pesci's character, Goodfellas. Maybe, maybe not. There's also 50 other Tommy DeVitos in the neighborhood of New Jersey. The DeVito family, those paisans and Dallas, I love them. I hope they show them all game. I can't get enough of Tommy DeVito. I like his over rushing prop too, by the way, 20 and a half yards. It was 10 and a half last week. They, they can't get high enough. It's his second option. Every time he's going to run and he leads, he leads with his dumb Italian head and his throwing shoulder. Yeah. I'm going to give you a lot of calzones, a stromboli roll, right? out of Tommy DeVito. Can you believe this prejudice against Italians, Italian quarterback? You believe that? In this day and age, prejudice against Italians? A Jew back. Can you believe that? That was a movie quote before you guys cancel me. 
Um, I have no problem with Duval. E. Arbo says, I love Duval. Used to live in Neptune Beach. What's the rock festival down there in Jacksonville? I went to that one time. I was doing shows in Jacksonville. I love Jacksonville, actually. Uh, they're my kind of people. Um, it's like called Roxonville or something. It was some awesome, hilarious, hilarious rock concert out there in Jacksonville. It was great. Anyway, um, Tommy DeVito. Yeah, I feel like this is the last time. He's gonna he's getting whacked after this. This is the scene where you think he's getting made, and De Niro's on the payphone, and he says, ah, he's gone. There's nothing we can do about it. He was here, and he's gone. And, uh, yep, there's nothing we can do. What do you mean he's gone? Yeah, no, it didn't work out. It just didn't work out. And we're going to smash the phone. No, 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 no! Because Tommy DeVito is going to sleep with the fishes after this. How many... How many other players heckle Tommy DeVito after they sackle him? Sackle him with like, you talk, uh, are you, uh, you know, am I a clown to you? Go get your shine box. I would love to hear every, every SEC D tackles impression of Pesci or a Goodfellas character saying, go get your shine box, Tommy. The Rockville Festival. It's fucking awesome. You see, a lot of, a lot of Lita Fords, if you know what I mean, at that, at that place. It is white trash, and I loved it. I love it. So, yes, the Giants do own Washington, per se. That's what my man Kramer is telling me. They do have a good record against them. But come on. This is this is some of the worst quarterbacking in the history of football, Tommy DeVito, what Tommy DeVito is doing. It's great. I love it. I want to watch every second. I, I, I had to watch every second of the Giants-Raiders game with DeVito because oh, I was on a plane and it was the only thing on there. And I loved it. I'm like, this is amazing. This is like watching The Room or some ironic comedy. You just don't find comedy like that anymore. Anyway, that's your survivor pick. Um, Washington over the Giants. One last Tommy DeVito pay phone. And now let's get to the box. <laughs> Yes, all right. Here we go. Welcome, C. Jenners, to the box. I don't know what I want to even talk about. As you can see my hair, got a little haircut here. Haircut wasn't bad. I even I even piped into the conversation. I found a new spot in uh, Atwater. Walk in. They were having one of those like sports conversations. I did like I'm gonna I'm gonna hop in this conversation like they do in the movies and uh, you know the Ice Cube movies. You know. When everyone's just there hanging out for eight hours and talking, shooting the shit. They're talking about Dan Orlarski. Like, who do he play for? I'm like, Detroit. I popped in, you know. He's a backup to Stafford. I think he was. And then they kind of stared at me and like, all right, white guy. We'll listen to you. And then they, uh, and then they accepted me as their own. They gave me a haircut. <laughs> they accepted me. And by accepted me, I mean the East Siders, not, not a race thing. Because I don't belong in Los Feliz. I don't belong anywhere, except for here in the box. It gets scary once I leave the box. That's why I need you, C-Generates. It's just me and you. Anyway, <laughs> I was going to do the, what was the, damn it, do I not have the song? Oh, I forgot to play the fucking Uncle Kevin for uh, the Washington Commanders. Ah, busted Giants, baby. Huh? You bet your ass. 
The uh, story of the day here, as we are in the box, was Clarissa Thompson, the sideline reporter, admitting that's happened today, that she makes up sideline reports, <laughs> which is kind of great. You know, just the interview with the coach, she doesn't make up like injury news. People are going crazy. Like this is journalists are go the how 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 angry and upset journalists are getting about it. Sports journalists shows you how accurate she is and why the job the job is worthless. And I mean the job of interviewing a coach as he jogs to the locker room. The mandatory. What do you guys do in the second half? Oh, we gotta run. Oh, we gotta rush the passer. She's like, they don't tell me anything, so I just make it up. Who cares? You're not learning anything anyway. So refreshing. People don't like it because it reveals how meaningless that job is and just how you get no information from the coaches. So I love Clarissa Thompson for saying that. That's so funny. All right. Anyway, what else happened today here in Los Angeles? A very Los Angeles-based man in the box. The SAG strike ended. Very important out here in L.A. People are happy. The SAG... Um, I don't know if your Twitter, uh, your Twitter feeds are probably gambling Twitter. Mine is half that now, but my, I also, since I do comedy and I know a lot of people in the biz, the show biz, a lot of my Twitter feed is those comments. I know some people that are more famous than me. Can you believe it? More famous than me, the man in the box. Anyway, uh, they're all good people, but it's just funny when, like when the sag, when the strike ended, like, Oh, no, the sag strike ended. Thank God. Now I can share my next project with you guys. You know, before I couldn't, I've been, it's been killing me. It's been killing me to hold back what I've been working on this great project. And it's just some fucking, you know, money grab gig that they have. And it sucks. Whatever. I don't want to talk shit about these people. Oh, here it is. The new Ghostbusters. Oh, I've been whole, I've been sitting on this for, for months, waiting for this strike to end. So I can tell you this amazing new frozen. Now, now Ghostbusters are frozen. And I'm, and I hope Ghostbusters is good. I'm not singling that. I mean, I am singling that out. I like when people say that I, it's nothing personal. How is it not personal? You're taught, you're singling it out, saying it specifically. Here's the thing with Ghostbusters. <laughs> and I know some people in it, and I'm sure it'll be fine. Whatever. I did think the Ghostbuster controversy was a little trumped up too. Right, where when they did the woman Ghostbusters, like, oh, you're gonna ruin the franchise. Oh, the, the man boy, the fanboys, you're gonna ruin the Ghostbusters fr- fr- What fucking franchise? Ghostbusters was one movie that was a surprise hit in the '80s. Because it had Bill Murray in it, and Harold Ramis, Rick and, and Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis was one of the greatest characters of all time. Him, him hosting that party is one of the best scenes ever. I love Rick Moranis. Anyway, but we liked Ghostbusters because of those people, not not because of the fucking Marshmallow Man and his ghost. Then it made a sequel to make money with Bobby Brown soundtrack. It was terrible. That's not a franchise. Then they made the women. It was awful because it's Ghostbusters. No one cares. Then there was a Paul Rudd. And it was like a kid version. Now there's a new one where they're frozen. And it's all dramatic. Who keeps asking for these Ghostbuster movies? It's unrelenting. Nobody's asking for them. Yeah, well, watch it. We have no choice. Eventually, my oh, God, just don't go to the theater. Yeah, it, that's that's not a choice anymore. It comes to your TV, like it or not.
Honey, I shrunk the kids. I know. Well, Moranis, he's Martin Short done right. And that's no slight on Martin Short. I'm just joking. That's just something I like to say. But um, Rick Moranis is incredible. He did Honey, I Sh- Not just the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Little Giants, all that shit. It's SCTV. Strange Brew, of course. But him hosting the scene in Ghostbusters, the party scene. Oh, yeah. I get this wholesale, this cheese. I invite employees. Like, I invite employees. That way you can write it off a tax. It's no big deal. I mean, it. it's a one shot going through the party. It's better than, and I, we talked about Goodfellas earlier, it's better than the scene with Leota going through the kitchen to the club. Better. You can bet that, Michigan fans. Anyway, so they keep giving us fucking Ghostbusters. Oh, God, get away. Well, no one's excited for Ghostbusters. Maybe there is. Maybe I'm too old. But I'm not too old. This is the one rare thing where, like, no, the original is better, and there's nothing else compared to it. Every other movie was trash, and it's just them making money, even though I really haven't seen any of them. I'm sure they're fine. Yeah, Little Giants is good. Moranis is mm, Parenthood? Are you kidding me? And then he retired to be with his wife or something like that. Some some sweet story. He's walked away. He walked away from the biz. So if the new Ghostbusters has Rick Moranis in it, okay, maybe I'll show up. But all I saw was Pat Oswald and Kamel. And I like shout out to Kamel. Go way back with Kamel. Kamel's another one. <laughs> He's a friend of mine, but um, in a sense where I, you know, I text him and he texts me back w- once every four months. But um, <laughs> he's a guy who got Jack Joe Piscomo style. That's what always offended me. I always say, um, didn't offend me, but like when Kelly McGillis wasn't allowed to be even in the new Top Gun, the Maverick, because she gained weight. What the fuck? You can't give her a, a trainer? You're Hollywood. You gave Kumail steroids. This guy's benching 350. He's a video gamer for crying out loud. You got him a program. You can't get you can't get Kelly McGillis a goddamn five master. R.I.P. Suzanne Summers. No, we're yet. Oh, we're almost done now. Do I want to talk about the Woody Wood Weed Dispensary? <laughs> Woody Harrelson, speaking of L.A., has a new dispensary bias in Hollywood. Woody Woodies or something, or Wood, and uh, the employees were terrible. I don't want to call them out, but. Whatever they were smoking, I wanted the opposite of it. I'll talk about that next week. Or maybe I won't, because then we get to the Thanksgiving show. Eric Terman says, even Val Kilmer was allowed in Top Gun sequel. I know. Well, I have a bit about it, Eric Terman. Hell, I'll redo it for you guys. That's the thing. That's why it's sexist, what Hollywood is. Obviously, not to point out the obvious, but... Kelly McGillis was not allowed in the sequel. Val Kilmer has a hole in his throat. They And the producers did not have a problem with it. Like, ah, whatever. Slap an ascot around him. Prop him up like Weekend at Bernie's or something. You know? We'll have him type out his words like he's Stephen Hawking. Are you sure? He can't even fucking speak. Yeah, well, whatever. Put some peanut butter on his gums or something, you know. Move his lips, manipulate his lips like Mr. Ed. Have him say Iceman. Say your Iceman. Say it. Say Iceman. 
Kelly McGillis is online too. Hang up on that heifer. Can't you see I'm PBing up Val? I'm skipping the ice. I'm jiffying uh, the real genius. Things of that nature. Yeah, but Kelly McGillis made the mistake of aging like a natural human being. That was her problem. She she fucked up there. She shouldn't have done that. She got older. She gained some weight. You don't do that. Now you're blocked. You didn't see Tom pulling that bullshit. He's an alien. Hasn't aged since cocktail. Same acting choice every time, too. Hot shot, no matter what. He's a hot shot fighter pilot. Hot shot bartender. Hot shot Vietnam cripple, you know? He did tricks in that chair. He brought it downstairs and shit. Anyway, now I'm, now I'm, now I'm, now I'm dipping from the act. Dipping from the act. That's a fucking, that's a good show or a album name or book or whatever the hell you want to call it, a podcast. How many podcasts can we do? I do two. I do three, four here. I did one at the college show. I did the prop show. And then, of course, the Mild Blind Balls, Man in the Box. I also do the Blackout Diaries. So make sure you give a five-star review to one of them, at least this Man in the Box, Bottom Line Bombs. Um, that's going to do it for me. I got to wrap this up. You guys have been awesome. See, Generates, I love it. Um, let me get this whole thing of a mouse here. Let me get the re ready to play the theme song. Good luck with the games and with the uh, survivors. And speaking of Vietnam cripples, he's not. But happy Veterans Day to Vietnam vet Uncle Kevin. I bought them giants, baby. Huh? You bet your ass. <laughs> oh, my God. All bits, no says Eric Turbin. You're goddamn right. Anyway, that's going to do it for the bottom line. One more horrifying bomb sound, then we'll get out of here. All right. Sounds good.